This is Not Your Father's Fundraising Podcast, a podcast about, you guessed it, nonprofit fundraising. This isn't the first podcast about it, but definitely not like any others you've listened to. This is a podcast for fundraisers by fundraisers. No boring charts or the same stale best practices you've heard for years. No ideas that only work in theory here. No concepts from people who aren't in the same trenches as you are every single day. Each week, you'll get practical strategies and tips to craft messages that engage donors and raise more money. This isn't smoke and mirrors. Everything has been pressure tested in the real world. Plus, you can start using them as soon as the episode ends. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Thomas and Steve Thomas. Hello, and welcome to Not Your Father's Fundraising Podcast. This is episode 11, Events That Raise Lots of Funds. I'm your host, Ryan Thomas, Vice President at Onicity. And I'm Steve Thomas, CEO of Onicity and one of the founding partners. And Onicity is a uh, boutique ad agency. We're focused on nonprofit marketing and fundraising and been around uh, over a decade. And Nearly a decade and a half. Yeah. I guess if you round up, we have a future episode coming on statistics. Marketing We, we math. can talk about marketing math. And <laughs> uh, so coming up on a decade and a half. And our team, lots of people on our team measure their experience in decades. So, yeah, that works. Yeah. And we started this podcast because we realized we were sitting around doing this without mics, any kind of cameras, any kind of setup talking about this. Because if, if you fundraise, you do this work, you know it doesn't stop at 5 o'clock. It doesn't start at 9 in the morning. It doesn't stop Friday afternoon. It, it it goes and goes and goes and it doesn't stop in the summer. It doesn't stop in the winter. And we have these conversations and we're talking about it and we can give you a seat at the table by starting this podcast and you can hang out with us. And if you were paying really close attention, then you might've realized they might've realized that we share a last name. And it's not just a coincidence. It isn't. It's a very common last name. There's a lot of us in the phone book, but in this case, in the phone book, if, some people listening may know what that is. Back in the day. Yeah. Uh, the pa- those paper things. <laughs> but that's uh, maybe the reason why we called this podcast what it is. The name may make a little more sense. I don't know if it'll make the jokes any funnier, but uh, at least explains why we titled it what we titled it in your podcast app. And so uh, when we throw video eventually you'll be able to tell which one of us is which. and Because the committed. father's the good-looking one. That's right. He's the good-looking one and the smart one. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're just, we're, we're just going to leave that until we do pander. figure out You're video. Just I'm just going to pander for, for 45 <laughs> minutes. But if you send in not only your guesses about who is whom, uh, but any reviews, uh, questions, comments, uh anything, send that into podcast at com. That's O-N-E-I-C-I-T-Y.com. And we uh, read every email, even if you give us bad news, uh, we'll read it. And um, we've gotten a couple questions, nothing that's good for, for a podcast episode, but people are spelling the email address right, and we know it works. That's so impressive. That's a good thing. But your five-star reviews, don't send that to us. Send those to Apple Spotify, Google, uh, tell those apps that you love us. We can rise the charts and uh, we can, we can be everybody's favorite nonprofit fundraising podcast. And the only one that has such a solid family connection, I bet. Yeah, probably. Probably. We should get that established as a sub, as a sub chart, sub genre. And then we could be number one. We could dominate that space. Even more than we already are. That's right. So send your, send your questions comments podcast at winnicity.com your five-star reviews go to the app you're listening in or a four i mean come on yeah, anything over three and a half yeah we want we're, we're good yeah uh so we're talking about events uh we the last two episodes if you listen in order were interesting and different uh, oh that's interesting yeah those those were co- air quotes or if we have anybody listening across the bomb those were inverted commas there you go mm-hmm. and uh, but now we're getting back into um, I, I less esoteric. Say, uh, it was those were strategic and and pretty high concept theory, 
and they were good. Oh, yeah. They were really good, and yeah. they were my idea. They just, <laughs> I, uh, both times about, at about the twenty minute mark, I began to think this was not a good idea. This was, this was harder than I thought it, it was, would be. It, it was challenging, but, and then I took the opportunity to just throw you curveball after curveball, and it was fun. You, you handled it well. It, be yeah, great. we survived. Great, great we survived. Teaming. We're still talking. Yeah, uh, I mean, but sort of. In those episodes, we talked about why your leader. Uh, their habits, their their weird idiosyncrasies, some of the things that make them them, you ought to include in your fundraising. Uh, so if that piqued your interest, then hop out of this episode, go back in time in the Wayback Machine uh, to episode 9 and 10 mm-hmm. are where you want to hunt, and then come back to us here in episode 11. We'll wait. We'll yeah, be patient. We'll be right here. And number 10 is where it got kind of spicy. Yeah, number 10 is the better <laughs> one, but you got to listen to number 9 first. You'll have no idea. It's like a two-parter episode. Uh, you'll be really confused about who shot Jr. So first, another good historical uh, I, reference. I've got a yeah. lot of them. You, you did good. I've studied up. Okay. We do a lot of regular segments. Uh, and the first one we like to start because, again, we're big on practical things you can take away both in our work and in, our, in the company work we do. We're big on what can we do with this right now? And we want to do that for you. So the first thing we're going to talk about is something we've seen out in the wild in our inboxes in our mailboxes billboards any of that and uh, you I'll, I'll go to you because yours came in today yours is the most timely i think we've ever done it did and it uh, i had one i had an in the wild ready it queued up but it got pushed back because this is just well there are only two weeks left to do this oh because that's the headline so whoa so on episode five we talked about Matching gifts. Correct. And we talked about, in our opinion, and uh, we're not the only people who have this opinion, we talked about some of the, the, uh, the ways to make that work uh, uh, from a copywriting standpoint. I lost my train of thought because Reacher, or the dog, just came in and brushed my leg, and I completely freaked out. So yeah, it, it happens. Live. It's very so clear it, we don't edit this in post. <laughs> so anyway... Um, uh, we, we talked about the, the things to say, how to do it, mm-hmm. the motivations. And then we talked about there's a couple of things you shouldn't do. Which are usually more important, the whatnots. It can be, absolutely. And uh, so in the inbox today uh, from an organization we support uh, who has a matching gift uh, kind of a program. Yeah. Um, but they did something we just advise against. They, they say two weeks left to double your gift. Oh yeah, and and so what they're meaning is two weeks left to double your impact, two weeks left to have, to your, gift have your gift matched. But if you're a donor sitting at home and you're used to getting fundraising material, when the organization asks, they're asking you to do a thing and give a gift, give a gift, and it really, it, if you read this copy and read copy like this and and i'm not knocking them this this is the kind of thing that happens um and what happens is copywriters get tired of saying impact and match they're looking for a way to use the word double and gift and they don't like your gift will be doubled because it's not a great active voice and so they just switch it around to double your gift the problem is it is really easy for a donor to think they're being asked to double the gift amount they were thinking about. Mm. And so one of the things to avoid is just that phrase, double your gift for all those reasons. And it makes a lot of sense because I have a gift. I'm considering giving a gift. Hey, double it. I can't. I can't really do that. I wasn't planning double it. Double it. And by the way, there's only two weeks left <laughs> yeah, for even for to you, make this to decision. To double your gift. And so double your impact in two weeks. Ah, that, now that's I'm, very Now clear. I'm interested. Very, well, and it's clear. And so obviously some people are going to understand, maybe even most people, but in, our, in a competitive fundraising environment where uh, uh, most of us, no matter how good your year was last year, you're wanting to uh, raise more money for your cause. And so this you is might something... Be wanting to- Double yes. your <laughs> so, fundraising. Anyway, so two weeks left to double your impact, not to double your gift. That's what we should have called our podcast is double your fundraising. Double. Yeah. Yeah. And then we, we could have it was like, that's not what we mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's, that's what's in the wild. And mine uh, is 
is something that isn't actually out yet. So I'm technically breaking the rules because this is uh, with a client, a little peek behind the curtain of a client we work with. And uh, in a conversation with them, they were talking about doing one of their own emails, but you know, Hey, can you, what do you think about this? Or how can we spice this up? And it's an email about an event that they're having and it's a reminder email. So I've sent a couple save the date, say this is happening. But in the few days leading up to it, they want to make sure people haven't forgotten, Hey, this is coming. And cause they're smart and realize that most people don't circle their calendars uh, for, <laughs> for an organization event, even if they want to go a few will, but most life happens. Yeah. And so they're smart. Let's get out in front of them on the Wednesday or Thursday before the event. Uh, theirs is, is a week long thing. It's on Monday. And so long story short, we all decided that they ought to structure that like an email forward from the leader of the organization. And so it's structured to where the leader is emailing Mr. Donor. Hey, I'm really excited about this event coming up next week. It's going to be awesome. So many lives are going to be changed, blah, blah, blah. It's better copywriting than that. Uh, because it's not out, I can't actually, I, yeah, I don't, don't have yeah. my copy of it. Yeah, you're already skirting, you're but, just right yeah, after it. Gets, it gets, toes over weird. the edge. But excited about the event, it's coming up. Um, David, who's speaking at the event, uh, just wanted to sh- let you see his thoughts that he shared with me about it. And then below is a, an email from David to this leader saying, I'm really excited about this coming up. I can't wait to share how this organization has changed my life and put me in a good place. And I can't wait for people to see and hear about the change I've gone through, blah, blah, blah. And it looks, they showed it to me on the screen share. It looks like an email forward. Excellent. And the preheader text has the leader's name and the preheader text says, wanted to make sure you saw this. And it has the capital F W colon in the subject line, which is the forward signal. If you're doing any, organization if you're doing any kind of work you've gotten an email forward and if below that it says wanted to make sure you saw this uh, i knew they were doing this and when i saw it it got my attention oh i love that and if it can get jaded me aware of what's happening attention then it's gonna it's gonna do well for donors yep yep and so that's uh when it comes out i'll be really excited to show it to you but i can't show it to you because it's secret so next, something you should be doing if you're not already. Mm. Mine relates to yours, uh, but it doesn't overlap, but it's really funny. We don't discuss these is in your review cycle. So after you create the work, you review the work, whether that's an agency who created the work and then you're looking at it or you're at the agency creating the work or you're at the organization and you're doing it internally. At some point, you're reviewing your work before it gets any type of finalized. Before you start your reviews or before you start your next round of reviews, if you haven't already established who trumps whom when you have conflicting viewpoints. Oh, like on on changes? Yeah, you need to have that figured out. um, Who, If two people disagree... Which happens, right? Which even happens in, in our happy little company. Who trumps whom, or if neither of those people are the person who is the authority on that, they come in and and need to weigh in. And it can be, uh, we even have it sort of in design. We kind of have somebody who's going to trump things, copy. You can split it up. But otherwise, you will have either your changes will take three times as long to even agree on what they're going to be, or... Somebody who speaks loudest or types their comments in caps <laughs> in will, color, in color <laughs> will because nobody wants to be the person to say, well, that's a dumb idea. Or I think we had to do something different. will lead you off into the wilderness of doubling your gift. <laughs> and you need to have somebody who can say, nope, I don't care that four of you think we had to do it this way. We're doing it this way. I'm the authority. So we're doing it. Well, and, and I will say, I think that's a, uh, I think that's a marvelous thing to remind people of and, and it is often um, a round robin of mm-hmm. just trying to decide when and, you know. Uh, usually just, it's, so then, I'm looking at something and then you're looking at something and then, you know, Gracie on our team's looking at something. And 
if I say, oh, I love this blue, and you look at it, and you're like, this is the worst blue I've ever seen. What are, you, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Then Gracie needs to know who to go to. Do we do that blue or not? I mean, and, and negotiating and consensus doesn't always lead down the sharpest path. Correct. It, 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 it almost never does. Well, I, I was trying to avoid okay. going there, but yeah, Oops. that's like, too late. It's like, it's like, oh, let's form a committee to lead well. Yeah, no. that's probably not the right. Yeah. Great idea. So establish, you don't even, have, you don't have to make it a chart. If you're the, if you're the director of fundraising, if you're the vice president, if you know who trumps whom, you can, you can clean that up. Otherwise it'll take longer. Oh yeah. And usually and be your content will be watered down. What might show up in, uh, in print or in your inbox sometime. Yeah. That's the worst. Ugly. No surprises. Ugly. What about you? Well, I, what should <clears> people be doing? It's, it's pretty easy. I'm, I'm holding up for those on audio only. Uh, I'm holding up my phone. You should take your phone and just open your phone browser and go to your website. Uh, uh, I'm assuming that, that it's, uh, you're at a, at a nonprofit. And look at that on your phone. Do not open your iPad. Do not open your desktop. Just look at your website. I was on a website this weekend of a, of a nonprofit, uh, not our client, um, and I was totally shocked. I, ha- I went and got my reading glasses, still couldn't read it on my phone, uh, doing what, the pinch and zoom. Was the font thing. too small? It, it was not mobile uh, something. Uh, it, it was teeny. It, it looked like it had been designed like in early 2000. And, oh, um, gosh. Um, and it was, and it was, um, it was white letters on a black background and there was just a lot going mm-hmm. on that wasn't great. Um, but if you will do that, you know, it, uh, in other podcasts, we've talked about the Aunt Ruby test of, of getting, um, somebody who knows nothing about your website to spend some time on it and tell you what, tell you what you're, you're trying to do and, you know, give you some feedback. But so many people forget or they or they begin on desktop and never do anything but a cursory look to mobile Hmm. and you're seeing what percentage of of our client traffic from mobile devices oh anywhere from 66 to we have somebody who's 73 percent of their traffic is mobile yeah so the days of mobile being uh half are mostly over And, and those clients are not only Bay Area, you know, fancy schmancy. This is, this is all over the place. And so... Now, center of the country is like two-thirds, 66. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, you're, you're, just, just take, this, take a minute and you'll see things that won't require redesign, hopefully. But it will just require, you know, going in. And then the other thing that happens is so many, so many sites are based in WordPress or Wix mm-hmm. or some of those kind of platforms. And sometimes an update rolls through. And, and knocks you back. Doesn't, yeah, doesn't do what you want. So the, just, just, it takes, it'll take you five minutes. You may or may not see, if you don't see anything on it, just feel the celebratory moment of what a great organization with a great website. And if you see a few things that need changing, um, get busy. Yeah. But don't, it can be easy to see in that situation, see stuff that's wrong, beat yourself up about it and have paralysis by analysis. Just, Pretend it's not your website. Yeah. Make a list of, ugh, I don't like this, and then just execute the list. Yeah, pick up the phone and start yelling at people. That's yeah, where I go that's, with that. That's what you always do. <laughs> I do not. I never, never yell at anybody. Okay. So, <laughs> events that raise funds, events that raise money. We're recording this in mid-2021, so things are starting to open up, but regardless of when you're listening to this, you probably remember that in 2020, events took a bit of a hit. There was a thing. And there were some people who, some organizations that pivoted to virtual events. Some did hybrid. Some said, well, if we can't do this gala like we've always done we're it, we're not, not going to do, do it at all. Yeah. You're and, just going to have to miss out on our chicken dinner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. And there were... I even saw some saying we're going to do all ours on a Facebook live. Oh yeah. That's a good one. There were lots of ways people were trying to do events, um, in 2020 and it was weird, but in the last half of 2021, it's likely that things are going to get closer to normal. So we're not really, we're going to talk a little bit about 
at this time of year, what you ought to be doing, but we're going to spend a lot of time in general because we don't want to date ourselves. One of us is very, um, age attentive and yeah, worried about wanting to sound or be older. You're the one are. who's been using the old references throughout this podcast though. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to even out. <laughs> I'm Vegas. I'm trying to get an even spread between people betting. If it's you or me, who's the old person, but you just gave it away. Yeah. Uh, not really. Not really. Okay. Anyway. Um, so maybe you pivoted, uh, however your 2020 went, if you have been doing events, you're probably going to do an event in 2021 or early 2022. And uh, what are some things you think people ought to be considering if, if they've got an event coming up in the near future in 2021? Well, um, I, I want to back up a step because I just, I just had a flashback to it. as the, the pandemic was roll was beginning to roll. And we were talking to clients about, Hey, this is going to be a thing. And this was, I remember having conversations with leaders in March of 2020 and, and it was uncertain, but my gut was going off like crazy that this is going to be a, a problem. And, um, I was on the phone with a, with a client who had a big event and they had a hire, they had hired an event planner to be their person to, to yeah. plan the event. And the event planner was, it was an unpleasant conversation for me because that person was pretty much saying, well, we're not going to live in fear and, and we're not going to worry about this. And I was like, well, I, I'm just seeing that kind of is going to be a problem. So the first place to go with this is to consider the, you know, if someone's giving you advice, consider the source uh, of the advice. If they're event only people, they're pretty much going to be about events, right? Yeah. Same if it is a, um, uh, someone who does uh, live streaming as their primary thing, they're going to say, your people never want to be in the room with another person again. Everybody is going to be just sitting at home on their computers. Hmm. Probably neither opinion is correct. Yeah. Um, and so I think uh, all that said to say, I think the thing to recognize is now there are people who are hungry to be with other people physically in, yeah. in, in the real world. And there are people who, uh, for a variety of reasons, will be really interested in what my virtual non-physical attendance options will be. I how can I attend your event in athleisure or pajama pants? <laughs> yeah. Or as you're recording today without pants. That's great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> so, so now we're going to have to tag this as an explicit episode. Oh, really? No, okay. I, oh, I hope not. <laughs> if it gets bounced. That'd be awkward. Um, we won't give any kind of advice oh, about... Oh, God. Okay, okay. so... <laughs> so oh, this is another episode I've, this is I've, great. I've derailed yeah. you. This is great. So... Um, so I think, I think the key is to recognize you're going to have two groups uh, of people. Uh, we, have, we have clients who ha enjoyed their, the experience and the relationships and the output that came from their virtual events that they're saying, if, somewhat facetiously, never doing a, an in-person event again, never want to deal with a caterer, never want to do anything. Well, yeah, at least one of them enjoyed the ROI bump of not paying a <laughs> yeah. caterer or yeah. an event or a, you know, a facility fee. So, so the key, I think, is, um, and I want to talk about some of the other things, but that's your specific question, which I have, am taking eight minutes to answer, uh, is allow for both. And, and see if you can give your folks, your donors, your prospective donors, the opportunity to come and attend if that's their thing, or uh, give them a virtual option, maybe not the same event, because virtual events, if, depending on uh, you know, the size of the dog and pony show and, and your, the technology parts you're wanting to do, this, they, they can be much easier to pull off uh, once you figure out what you're doing than an in-person event. So allow for both. Maybe at the same event, you, you have yeah. the virtual attendance option. Uh, there's some downsides to that, I think. But, but just consider not everybody is going to want to come back, nor, is, not a, nor will everybody want to just stay at home. Now you've got the mix of people. The so advantage is you can appeal to both. So you're not thinking you should do hybrid events here on out. But you should sit down and before, before anybody says, uh, we're just, we're going in person yeah. or we're going virtual. Yeah. Yeah. Make that an informed decision. Yeah. And, and, and think about, uh, 
your people. Yeah. What What are we trying to do here? And and is our goal to be eyeball to eyeball with everybody, or is our goal to make connections, build relationships, raise some money, and further our cause? Are there multiple ways of doing that? And of course there are. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. I, was, I, I assumed you had something else. I do. There was more derailing. I, I have. I, no, there's not derailing. No, I mean, I, I know you've got more. You I got to stay focused on this. Um, so I rewind on events. And yep. I, I just want to say that the number one thing for me, and this is another thing that gets zoomed past. Pun intended. Uh, is um, you have to have the right people in the room. Attendees. Attendees. Yep. Yeah, because... Um, Think about the events that you do. So much of it starts with what's the invitation going to look like? If you have a speaker, who's the speaker going to mm-hmm. be? Where who are can we, we who do can it? we get? Yeah, what this you know, cool venue? You know, what are we going to do? Uh, none of that matters if no one shows up or the wrong people show up. So I'm gonna I'm gonna set you up to put yourself under the bus. Oh, good. So tell us who the wrong people are to show up to an event. Oh, that's good. Um, Offend some people, please. <laughs> you are bitter from episode I, two. A little bit. Okay. Uh, the I think the wrong people are uh, the people. <laughs> this will be. This is an easy answer. The easiest people to get there can be the wrong people because your friends, uh, if you're the leader or the mm-hmm. inviter or whatever, if they're not your significant uh, supporters, donors. They're not the main people you need there. You need the people who are um, who fit the purpose of the event. And so, again, back to right audience. Then you think, what's the purpose? And and you know, we have one client who who does donor new donor acquisition events, phenomenally successful both from count of new donors coming in, the value of those new donors, and the overall ROI of the event. It's a beautiful, beautiful way of going about it. But it's designed that way. Maybe yours is to, as many organizations, is to just add to the annual fund. This is our annual banquet, gala, whatever, and we, we need X number of we dollars. We want all the money. Operate. Yeah, you just, just kind of throw it on the table there. Well, then you don't, you're not looking to fill the room with $10 a a shot donors. You're not looking for people who are great friends and family and people who support your organization, but they've never given over $50 to the organization ever before. That's probably not ideal for who comes in. So you're looking for the people that fit the purpose of the, of of the event and uh, fit your goal. Who can you, who fits, who, who do you want there? And, you know, there are a lot of ways to go about it, but, but, you know, we've seen events where the room was full, Mm -hmm. but then when you dig down into who was there, a third, half the people there, uh, don't even fit loosely the ideal group to be there. Now, there are sometimes and some reasons that you want to have people there just to fill the room because there there's are, value in that. Yeah. And, and, and nothing is, well, me, uh, be careful about this, but there are a few things as embarrassing as a poorly attended event. Yeah. That but, just, boy, the shame and frustration and badness that comes with that is just, that's debilitating. But a week, but a week after the event, people aren't internally in your org, aren't talking about how many people are at the event. They're wonder. They're walking by donor processing, asking, "Hey, how'd we do? How'd we do?" Yeah. And so while that night, most of them are at night. You care about this. You you care about butts and seats. You would obviously take less butts and seats if it's the right butts and seats. Exactly. And and that's why I say just start with start who's the right people in the room, and then work back. Just the rule. And well, I guess the first thing to say is, what's the purpose of the event? Are we trying to raise X number of dollars to support annual fund, this capital campaign, or are we trying to, and this is, this is again, this, the, this is a model that works. Are we trying to find 50 new donors out of this event? Ah, 
That means I'm looking, you know, so then that just changed the dynamic. One thing, one thing I think is difficult for people to understand is that just because an event looks so different than a letter in the mail Mm. or an email that you build structure that, that an event is nothing like any fundraising appeal or any fundraising you've been sending out in that year to date. Yeah. It's, and, and you allude to it in one of the, one of the other podcasts where, and I'll just say, uh, you should be using f- the fundraising scaffolding as part of the event. Uh, if you haven't seen that episode, go back to the one on storytelling. Um, it, it, it is important that you're, you write people in the purpose, write people in the room, mm-hmm. and then what's our call to action going to be? How, what are we going to ask people to do? What's your ask? And then how do we build that ask just like uh, you would drive a newsletter or a website mm-hmm. or whatever? How do we tell the story? How do we say, here's the problem? How do we talk about our solution? How do we do all of those things and then still be able to say, and you, here, right here. Or, in, or in TV land, however you know they're, they're attending, um, this is how you can be a part of that. And here's what happens if... If you don't. If you don't. This is, this is just the reality. And that, you don't usually want to do that all in one <laughs> well, two yeah. minute jump. I mean, yeah. you can, yeah, but it's a little whiplash. You go straight from, from the entree to, <laughs> you know, let's get right in there. But you, the best events I've been at, uh, clearly sometimes I know they have, cause I've either talked to them or been a part of the planning. Uh, other times it's just obvious that they sat down with those messaging goals, those scaffolding and okay, here's the ask, here's the consequence. Here's how people can participate tonight. Here's the problem. Here's the solution and planned that in the order of event, uh, the order of things happening. I was about to say order of worship, like it was at church (laughs) and uh, then figured out how to display that or how to do that. But, but planned it out from a messaging standpoint first. (laughs) And that is so effective because it, it brings somebody through, you know, in the for-profit world, you'd say the funnel. Yeah. And through yeah. the donor funnel. Yeah. And just like you spend in direct mail, you spend 80% of your time probably on a headline or a teaser <laughs> In email. You spend 80, 85% of your time on your subject line and your preheader <laughs> in an event. You ought to be spending 70 to 80% of on your the time sign that goes above the podium. Oh, okay. I was going to go decorations. <laughs> Man, okay. Um, this is the first time we've disagreed, and it's been awkward. So, so spent a lot of time on decorations, a lot of time on signage, because otherwise, how are people going to know how to get They're to your event? The rest of your time, spend on the ask. Yeah, got to make it the ask. And and uh, yeah. So what's 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 the most important thing people often overlook when they're when they're even thinking or planning the ask? And I know you're, you're probably thinking the same thing I am. Well, I don't know. Oh, we're going to find out. Go ahead. Who? Oh, who makes the ask? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this will get me in trouble, but I'm... Oh, this is, this is good. This is payback. <laughs> Finally. So I have been a part of a, a bunch of events. We all have. And um, some of the most miserable experiences I have had is when... Um, it's a well-designed event. Um, I've had, and you, you've had some of these experiences where the, the client even asks you, would you write the ask? Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. Kind of know how to do that. Happy to help you. Because their theory is, okay, we know it matters. Yeah. So let's get, let's get our pros to write it. And Problem then they, solved. Then they hand it to somebody who... Uh, well, but no, we like got the, we've got the right words. We, <laughs> yeah. and then they, this is great. It's then, done. It's perfect. We can't screw this up. Someone who is, uh, you know, it, it, it always is someone who is uh, a titled person in the organization. Uh, I'm trying to avoid 
it's, you know, sometimes it's a board member. I don't know. And, and they mumble their way through or they joke their way through or... Or they read it off the or paper. Or they read it off the paper, but not well. And, okay, so if you rehearse anything, the ask is the place to rehearse it. And, and, and that is some, because you've, you've, you've laid all this track. You've spent a bazillion, uh, uh, person hours, uh, uh, on your team in the organization, uh, maybe in through hiring people to help don't fumble the ball or no, don't, don't spike the ball before you cross the goal line. You go with a, with a football metaphor, go dive across the finish line, uh, the goal line. Don't, don't leave it left. You, um, and the kind of, uh, and it's not just from the podium that that can happen. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. I've been at, uh, I was at, at one event, um, a few years ago and, I was so proud to be associated with the organization. They do great work, but the event was on rails. I mean, I had... There you were, were even having a good time. There was a teary moment. The food was good. The videos worked. The CEO didn't go long. I mean, <laughs> and the clothes was awesome. And the form they were asking you to fill out was like on a three by five card with and designed by someone really oh, young working no. on a great big screen because it was in 10 point type or 11 oh or 12. And I looked around and people are holding their cards with their pens and, and they're, they're, they're kind of trying to get to the candle to see where to fill things out. Oh no. It was a, it was a sadness. They, they did okay, but it, it just, it was, it was one of those things. So, you just just walk through those things. I mean, it's kind of like um, uh, lots of clients uh, will do a a online giving option. Check that baby out. Make sure it, make sure that works. <laughs> yeah, and, and make sure you get good cell service wherever you're doing this. And you know those kind of just just don't leave that to chance because um, that's a sad thing. Is that is that what you? Yeah, that's what I think. Because you can have a, the ask. It sounds like breaking news but the ass can make or break your event oh and and that's the it, only good thing about having the wrong people in the room is it won't matter it, you do a bad ass it, it, it was gonna be a bad event anyway and if that happens tell tell your ceo or tell your leader hey look we got the wrong people in there anyway so yes, that thing was don't sweat take. it don't don't get uh, mad and that's at me. where you just kind of scoop up an extra dessert off it's, the table and go out in the parking lot and eat whatever. it it's great but if you if you're having if you do this 80 percent and you spend all your time on the ask and you know, maybe the food's not perfect or uh, the video's not the highest quality. The right ask can pull that thing out of the ditch mm -hmm. and right back on the rails and donors are pumped about how they can help you execute your solution, change lives, do whatever you're doing tonight, or they can be with you. They can, they can have their hands in their pocket, in their wallets, they can be on your on your giving page, basically, and you do a bad ask, and they've checked out. You got husbands checking sports scores. <laughs> People are wondering how quick they can get to the valet and be first in line. You do a bad ask, and the best event is going to tank. You and I were both at an event a few years ago where... The client did everything right. It was rolling. And one of the things I remember, because I'm not sure I'd ever seen this before at a big event, was they couldn't get people to leave. Oh, they, yeah. For they yeah. People were just crowded around talking and, and talking with a team. The, the client had spread people out through mm -hmm. the room and their people were engaging with them. This is after the thing's over. After it was over. And it, it was like... Uh, 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 Somebody's about to go flicker the we, lights we, like you're at the opera. Yeah, we're going to have to... We, they will charge us. They're charging us by the hour, so... <laughs> we just... If you so, just get to the lobby, we're yeah. okay. Parking lot. Everybody in the park. That That's a great event because you've allowed them... They You didn't wear them out with three hours of your wonderful PowerPoint. Mm -hmm. you, you, you gave them something where they felt like they were belonging, and they... You, didn't want to stop belonging and being and that, part of it. And shocker, that event did really well for <laughs> them. a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. Yeah. And 
yeah, just pay attention to your ask. I was going to say something else, but it really doesn't matter. Your ask is the most important thing. You can not have a speaker. You can, you can miss so many other things, but if you nail your ask and you nail your messaging scaffolding leading up to that, you're going to be fine. Can I talk about speakers briefly? Sure. I mean, um, whatever. It, well, so there is a, there's a school of thought that, um, uh, nonprofits will pursue whoever is a high flying big time speaker. And those oh, yeah. people don't come cheap. Uh, typically the good ones don't anyway. Um, sometimes the bad ones don't either. <laughs> yeah, that can happen too. Um, um, and, it, and then it, it, it is uh, a bit of a, of a game and a contest. And one of the things that's tough about that is in our world, not only are you competing with people coming out of you know, whatever their, their experience in the pandemic was, and they have this thing called television and the internet. So they're seeing and able to access content that is pretty impressive. And it, uh, whoever you're picking, they can go on, if they want to hear that person speak, they can go on YouTube and hear them speak. That's no problem. Yeah. And so don't, don't put everything on the magic speaker person. Put it all on the message and the relationship and the cause not this one slice because you can, you can get a lot of weight put down on, on one part of the festivities that uh, may not go the way you think it's going to go. Well, if that person, if that person that you put all your eggs in the basket for, if they don't have more than a tangential, maybe at best relationship between their story and your organization, people are just going to kind of, subconsciously wonder no one will be sitting there thinking well i wonder why he's here yeah. this doesn't really apply yeah. but it won't it won't be knocked home yeah to you the don't want them to the go donor. well that's okay. nice that's cool yeah i've but never heard them before the right match mm-hmm. of story to your purpose and your mission will overcome name recognition um youtube instagram followers of that person mm-hmm. the right person your celebrity could be a guy who owns a convenience store that everybody goes by, but if his story matches with what you do, that's right. It'll go gangbusters. And some of the best uh, events I've attended or, or have heard about from clients had no stars, mm-hmm. but they had people telling their stories that were well scripted and not too long. And they had, the flow designed right. So when they got the ask, it was almost like, yeah, where do I give? Hmm. Yeah. When you've got people coming out and explaining how this has changed my life or this has changed so-and-so's life, you're just ushered through. It's, it can be well done, but it can be easy. If you're an event planner to think, well, let's, let's get so-and-so. That'd be awesome. Yeah. And, I've never, you know, spent a quarter million dollars on a speaker before, so that'd be fun. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I, I will come. I will come speak at you, your are event. You, are you available for an eighth of a million dollars? Okay, is that plus expenses? I'll even throw it. I'll I'll do flight and rental car for that. That's a deal. Uh, and I've made a lot of mistakes in my life, so odds are <laughs> my mistakes <laughs> apply to your organization. Willing to tell it. I'll give where, you a list. I'll give you a list of my <laughs> biggest mistakes, and you you can choose That's which are the greatest hits. Podcast at oneisdu yeah, dot com. Um, okay, I'm going to look back at my list of things I was trying to going to try to be sure we I covered. Uh, Speaking of keeping things on the rails and leaving yeah. people wanting more, we lost that in the intro music. I think um, one of the things to recognize, it seems to me, we've been talking about income uh, from an event, and I think that's what most people are, are trying for. Um, so let's just say most events, you, are, you, you will struggle to have an accurate ROI because of all of the internal effort that it goes into creating an event for most nonprofits. And so one of the things that I recommend is just try to have your, your idea of, you know, how long were we closed in effect to get this event off the ground? 
what were what was our dollars um, in the gate, and what were the relationship connectors? Were you able to get your leader uh, in face to face, eye to eye contact with somebody that you know is both influential and a support of the organization, and has resources, and and not already one of your closest friends who's going to give anyone exactly um, that. So I. Uh, our client who does a, uh, some of the events during their year are designed to uh, acquire donors. One of the th- ways they do that is through uh, table sponsors, which is a, you know, that's a, that's a thing. And, and here's, here's what is so cool. And by that they mean, because people may define things differently. Well, so let, let me, yeah, let me say a lot, most of what happens in the world and let's just lay it on the table is a table sponsor, they love the organization. And so they agree, I'll be a table sponsor. Maybe they you know, give extra to be a table sponsor. Maybe you list them in the program. But then, they've got, ooh, yeah. then they've got eight seats, right? And many of them, two weeks before the organization's event happens, think, oh yeah, I was gonna... And they just start calling their friends who may or may not have... It's a any, massive yeah, group text. Yeah, just trying, you know, hey, what are you doing Thursday night? Um, that's what you don't want to have happen. You may get lucky and those people fit and they work. This client has a system where they, they work with their table sponsors and that table sponsor knows their responsibility is to bring, I don't know how big the tables are, eight or 10 people who are not already connected to the organization. And those people are coming knowing they're going to hear the work of the organization so that when they give a little bit to, you know, in that moment or when they give a lot or whatever it is, they know they're there to, to learn, not just give enough to cover the price of their, what they imagine the price of their meal to be. <laughs> <laughs> Some people value that significantly well, differently than your caterer caterer do. does. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, just, just think about, in, back to purpose, you can have the purpose of we're trying to build relationships with new potential supporters where we get to tell our story. And then that becomes a, an even more wonderful um, opportunity because it's designed for you to tell your story and invite them to come be supporters. One of the things that I love, uh, it's been a few years since I, I was involved in doing this, but we helped a, a very small organization create something where the sort of the surprise was we're not asking you in this moment to give, although that'd be nice. We're asking you right now, email a friend from your phone and tell them what you learned about this cause and what we're doing. Now it was a, it was a huge gambly risk kind of a thing that the organization did. They, they, it's one of those things you certainly hope uh, the dollars are going to work out uh, uh, beneficial as well. But imagine getting an email from someone that you, you trust or you appreciate raving. I've been, I just left this event or I'm sitting in this event and I have asked, uh, they've asked me to let you know, and I want you to know this is the most amazing thing. Check it out. Here's the website. I want to talk to you about this. Did you know this was an issue here or did you know this was going on? Yeah. These guys solve it. Yeah, exactly. So there's so many ways to go about it. And, 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 you know, uh, I, I, um, I encourage where, where, the, where the right person is doing the close. There's so many fun opportunities in that close as you're, as you're asking, as you finish the call to action, you give them a minute and maybe three minutes to make the decision. Um, you know, there are things you can do, you know, tell somebody right now on your phone after you've, you've done your, whatever you're going to do to make the, the gift. Um, uh, tell somebody where you are. Post on post on Instagram, the enable location share. And yeah, well, how are you going to do it? Just just tell someone right now about your experience because that's why the if you've done a good job, there's glow. It's exciting. This is a moment, right? So that's really cool. Sometimes uh, let's talk about because there's a, a niche of events 
that don't really fit this, that are sort of in the major donor, mega major donor, major, major, major donor um, kind of kind of group that are re- retreat type things uh, where you pull people away and, you know, there's... Hold them hostage. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's usually a little kinder than that. But anyway, it's that idea. And, and that's something that many people know about, but don't actually know how they work and don't know what are the key components and don't know whether that would fit them or not. And we could talk about that at some point, but that's, a, that's another... Um, special genre of of events that most people don't don't need to deal with. You can, but you can do you know these kind of things. <laughs> so you're saying most people don't deal with this, but we should do an episode on it. I didn't mean to say it that way. Okay. I just meant to say there's a lot of people who who I get asked that question a lot about how those things work. Okay, and uh, okay, I'll re- I'll withdraw. If anybody's interested, email me at podcast at and, and I'll tell you what I know about it. I'm just like the you, you know, are we, so, got, we got to do this. You are so bitter. not a lot of people so, deal with this. You're so bitter when but I do you in totally episode, do episode this. ten. That I, really it it changed things. It's for gonna, you. It, yeah, the, we crossed the Rubicon. <laughs> the gloves are off. That's right. We're throwing down our Patreon. You, you, if you come to our major donor event, you can watch us throw down. <laughs> Again, for an eighth of a million dollars, we would we would come to your event and fight on stage. Wow, the price went up. I said an eighth of a million dollars last time. I thought you said a quarter million. Doesn't matter. You're not going to get it. I'm not going to get it. Doesn't matter. (laughs) There's just, there's no good way. So like, like an event, you should focus on the, all your time on the ending, (laughs) which you didn't have ready. We, I, I, spent, I spent I, some. We I spent some. T- I spent some time fault. on how I was going to end it, but uh, you know, I just blew past it. So, you want to just pretend that all that didn't happen, and you can just you know, kind of do that who shot Jr. thing or 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 whatever, and and just kind of go straight to the. It's all is all dream. Okay. Now, yeah. That's that's how you do a good event, and purpose, right people in the room, clear ask, and I'll add, don't go too long, and. Ha- we can talk about one. the virtual options, but you, you gotta you gotta give people that option. Don't. And virtual Zoom isn't necessarily your friend. We're all kind of tired of Zoom, but Zoom does a lot of things well. And while people may not like Zoom a lot, there are a lot of people who don't mind getting to keep that commute and not having to get a new. They don't want. Her to buy a new dress. They don't want to buy a new suit. They don't have to go find that tie. Yeah, it's way in the back of the closet at this point <laughs> of the year. Um, so, virtual options may not be as flashy, may not be as fun, but your ROI can instantly be a little higher because you're not paying for things. And there are going to be a, se- a segment of your donors who are going to be excited to sit at home and still support you. We we help clients do um, during this during the pandemic. Uh, design events that were virtual and far more than just throw a camera up and and, and go and yeah um, and so uh, the technology does allow for some very cool opportunities to have discussions to um, allow people to have been as I had the experience of uh, with a client washing dishes finishing up the the dishes from dinner and uh, go to the office and uh, you know, around the corner in the house to my office and and log on participate be in an event for for an hour and 10 or 15 minutes and then um be back with no drive time no dressing time no you know no nothing no nothing and that will be attractive to people so allow for see if you can provide that because wouldn't it be cool to double the reach of an event just by having a, a virtual option or having virtual components to the event you're doing otherwise um because you, if you have a, if you have an event with with a bunch of people uh, that have showed up to you know dinner or breakfast or whatever, it can be hard to have discussion. It's not on Zoom. It's not hard on Zoom to have a discussion and, and go through those things. So um, think about that. Don't double your gift to double your reach. Oh, that was good. Oh. Yeah. Okay. On your radar. Sometimes this is fundraising related. Sometimes this is completely not fundraising related, but look here right at the end, we'll turn it back into why it's relevant. This is something that uh, you and I've been doing again, off, off camera, off microphone for years of just sharing 
interesting books, interesting articles, and just said, hey, this ought to be on your radar. You don't have to read it right now. This isn't stopped down, but put this on your radar, put this in your to-read list, and then let's talk about it when you're done because this is really interesting. So what's, uh, what is something that should be on my radar? So I had to pull it, pull it back up because my your, iPad your, rolled your off. Your iPad locked. <laughs> I was so, really hoping you turned off your Wi-Fi and you were going to be stuck. <laughs> um, a few episodes back, you talked about uh, Presuasion, the book, uh, and um, the author. And you and I had the, the lovely debate uh, on Mike about how do you pronounce this guy's name. Um, uh, his name is uh, Cialdini. I had to, had to run on it, um, Robert Cialdini, and you're gonna to want to spell that because it is not phonetic. Oh yeah, I can't. My email. It's C I A L I. I don't. Anyway, the book. So this guy is the expert in persuasion and influence. We love it because he has a system for influencing behavior. We don't believe, you know, no manipulation. We're not even terribly wild about the the terminology around persuasion, Mm -hmm. but you do want to influence a donor to both consider and to participate in what your organization's doing. And Robert Cialdini is, he's the guy. He's the master. And uh, so he has just put out a new book that combines the two books you talked about on the podcast. And the the title of it is Psychology of of Persuasion. And it is, it is updated research. Um, I read that there are 900 citations. So this is not somebody oh, who's yeah. just throwing around a bunch of, this is a good idea. Uh, this, is, this is sound research. This guy uh, is uh, recognized. He is a consultant for many, many people and organizations you'd know about. And, and he's also a guy, I spent some time on YouTube trying to be sure of how he pronounced his name. And um, I know how old he is, and I wish I had his plastic surgeon because I mean he looks good for his age. I'm I'm telling you. Uh, so anyway, wow. um, uh, Google uh, psychology of persuasion. Uh, Robert Cialdini. Uh, he's a he, he's the guy. It's worth worth it's looking. It's phenomenal. At. Yeah, supporting your references from previous. That's, it, it, it just makes that episode a, a really long forward tease. Yeah, that's good. To win to this. So I well, or maybe you, we, now we've sold three books for him. He'll give us a piece. Yeah, I, I would just, I, I would take a free book of this one. I mean, okay. I, I already bought the first two. I feel like I should have a punch card. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. Live in the, live the dream. So my book, uh, for on your radar, is uh, it's, it's older. It's not. It's, it didn't just come out. It's by Mal Warwick, and I have it in front of me, so I can spell his last name: W A R W I C K. He. He's been in the direct response, direct mail game a really long time. hundred years. Maybe a hundred years. He may have helped uh, Ben Franklin as the first postmaster. But you probably heard of him, and if not, I know you have heard of and used some of the ideas and strategies that he came up with. He's so good, they sort of become, you know, everybody knows. They become almost like Newton's laws. Yeah. And his book, he's got lots of books out. Uh, but the one that is not just my favorite, but I think is the most relevant all the time is fundraising when money is tight. And, uh, the sub, the subtitle is a a strategic and practical guide to surviving tough times and thriving in the future. And it, it's really that subtitle Mm -hmm. that gets me because it is strategic. He gives you a 30,000 foot view. Uh, why, in tough times, you ought to audit all your fundraising, everything you're doing to see what fat ought to, ought to get cut. And then is, he he did, did, is that where he does the ranking? The list? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then he says, but here are the things someone is going to tell you to cut that you should absolutely not cut. That's right. Yeah. And, but then, you know, he, then he goes farther to create a, uh, an artificial situation and then have three um, alternate realities where people t- take and make different decisions. Sort of case studying it, it out. Mm-hmm. And shows the short and long-term effect, effects of each. And then, and then he includes 
nine or 10 practical things when you realize money's tight, you ought to start doing right now in an order of importance. And it is both high level strategic, but then there are things you can do in here. You know, I've got underlines of, okay, you ought to go do this thing right here. The, this is sort of like what we tried to do earlier in our podcast before we get derailed or here are some things you can, you can really tackle right now as soon as we're done. And the main title fundraising when money is tight as fundraisers, we should really always be assuming that money is tight at our organization and not think, well, that's something I can do. And we don't have a slush fund. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's something, even if 2020 went gangbusters for you and your organization and your, your fundraising, like many of our clients was setting high watermarks, mm-hmm. still look and examine because there's always something to do. There's always something to tighten up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a great book. It's, it's worth it. I, I'm pretty sure it's still in print. So if not, we've got one copy. Yeah. If not, if, if not email podcast at Winnicity and for an eighth of a million dollars, <laughs> I, I will bring this when you'll deliver it. I'll, you already, I'll deliver you've it. You've already said person. you're going to cover your expenses. Yeah. I cool. will deliver this book to you in person slightly slower than Amazon prime. That'd be great. I hope someone in like Turkey or somewhere, wants the book. I hope so. I, this is it's great. Yeah. You never know. Um, so this has been episode 11 mm-hmm. of not your father's fundraising podcast. Send your five star reviews to wherever you're getting your podcast. Send your questions, your comments, even negative feedback. Fine. We'll Send take it. it. We, we constructive. Yeah. yeah. Construct. We, we got broad shoulders. Send that to podcast at winnicity.com. And next week, on next week's episode, we're going to talk about how a well-manicured lawn will help you fundraise better to lapsed donors. Oh, I can't wait for that episode. And we're going to do it in video because we're going to show off your grass. Oh, no. So get ready. Get ready. Get notice. <laughs> I'm Ryan Thomas. And I'm Steve Thomas. Thanks for listening. for listening to this episode of Not Your Father's Fundraising Podcast. If you've enjoyed the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort. Tune back in next week for another fresh episode of Not Your Father's Fundraising Podcast.